1: Well, hi, friends, and welcome back to the St. Andrew's podcast. Thank you so much for joining us here. We are in studio at St. Andrew's Community United Methodist Church, where our mission is making disciples of Jesus Christ. And we are excited that you are a part of that journey with us as we are walking the pathway of discipleship together. So today in studio with me, I have two of my just favorite coworkers on the planet, the first is Pastor D. A. Bennett. How are you doing today,
0: Pastor Stephanie Greenwald? <laughs> <laughs> We're going to use both names. I need to be I guess formal we today. Are. I, I am doing well. It's it's fall. The cool weather yes. is finally getting here, so it's like I have to start wearing long sleeves I now. Know. But yeah, it's a good day.
1: I love November. I know October is October's your favorite. My favorite month. Yes, but it was kind of interesting this uh, this past week when Halloween was over and it turned cold. It was like it we're done with summer, we're done with the warm part of fall. Now it's going to get cold.
0: We we actually sat in our driveway to hand out candy yes. to trick-or-treaters and we have a little propane heater oh, that yeah. we used occasionally at cold baseball games <laughs> yes. and uh robin had a blanket on her lap and she had that heater to help her stay warm <laughs> yes. while we were outside and it's oh. just a cozy time i said we need a chiminea this right. this is chiminea weather it
1: is and i love that we just don't get it very often here and also jeff smith how are you today
0: I'm good. I'm good. Should, should we call him Coach Jeff Smith? He's we wearing should. his coaching yes. gear today. The yeah.
1: GM of the UCO hockey team. Are we allowed to say that on on? Camera, I guess we just recording. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, and
0: you know the big thing, you know, got to give props. Uh, by the time everybody hears this, they need to call Jeff and find out how did they do because yes. his hockey team is ranked ninth yes. nationally, and they played the number four ranked team this yeah, week. So this good weekend. luck in that game. Appreciate it. We hope that's to right. hear of a W. Yes, two of them. Hopefully, that's right. Oh, you're doing a double header. Yep. What do you Ready. call it in hockey? Yeah, is it yeah. double header? Yep, double header. Yeah. <laughs> Awesome. Friday and Saturday night. There we
1: go. Oh, exciting. Wow. It's good wow. stuff. So it would
0: be a good good bus trip up there.
1: Yeah. Well, we're excited for you and for the team. And we're also excited about the series that we're in. And it's been exciting to talk about what it means to walk this way. And we're looking at how Jesus is the way. That right. As we talk about how to walk this way, it's not about walking a certain path. It's about walking in relationship with Jesus Christ. And so that's what we started with here a few weeks ago. And then you want to tell us a little bit more about what we've done since then? Yeah,
0: I was going to say we follow up with that. You know, we, we have as a church and we, you know, periodically bring up, we have a discipleship pathway, mm-hmm. but the pathway is designed to help us learn of, uh, experience the power of Christ right. as we follow him. So it, it's kind of interesting if anybody's confused. Well, you, you're saying it's a person, not a plan, but yeah. you got this pathway. <laughs> yeah, the pathway is something to help us experience Christ's presence. Yeah. And, of course, different scriptures come to mind about walking. I, I think for me the first one is so we walk by faith and not right. by sight. But we really talked about how it is that we walk by believing right. and not by seeing because not everything we see is what it represents itself to be, especially if you think of a magician, you know, they've got the sleight of hand. Well, here's what you see, but this is not what this is. Right. And so we walk by what we believe. And then the next week we talked about, uh, the apostle John in some of his writings, he's always talking, walk in the light, Mm -hmm. walk in the light. And that sermon we really focused on, we can't really walk in light and darkness at the same time. It's got to be one or the other. And and I know for some people that may say, oh no, I went for a walk in the mountains when the sun was going down. Half <laughs> of the path was in the shade and the other <laughs> half was in the sun. And when I got hot, I'd get in the shade. When I got cold, I'd get in the sun. No, you can't walk in both at the right. same time. you got to do one or
1: the other. That's right. you got to make the choice. And then this past Sunday, you talked about a passage from Micah that I think other people, as they're thinking about walking passages from the Bible, this one definitely comes to mind when, when uh, we asked you know what does the lord require of you and he requires to
0: do justice mm-hmm. to love mercy and to walk humbly with your god I, I remember the first time that scripture really ever came into my understanding yeah i was a senior at ocu and uh getting ready to graduate not for some reason i have i I worked in the vice president of University Church Relations Office, and they probably sent me just across the street to the old conference headquarters to get something. And when I was walking out, there was a poster, and it had that scripture on it. You know, what does the Lord require of you but to do justice, love mercy, and walk humbly with your God? And I remembered uh, one of the guys I graduated, a friend of mine, Roger Parker. Roger's a pastor out in eastern Oklahoma. And I thought, man, I would love to get that for Roger because that's Mm. just such a great— scripture for us to understand and so that's what uh again talking about walk so what does it mean Mm. to walk humbly with your god
1: yeah exactly well and i love how you started out with kind of looking at what uh the word micah means and it meaning who is like god and i mean this is just a powerful question if it's a question statement if it's a statement Who is like God?
0: And that's what I was going to ask you, because, Mm -hmm. you know, when I wrote the sermon, I'm thinking, well, that's a question. Who's like God? Who's like God? Uh, you know. Right. But in the middle of the sermon I thought, "Wow, maybe that's not right." <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's not really a question, maybe it is a statement. So yeah. when you hear who's like God, what 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 mm-hmm. do y'all think? Is it a question? Is it a statement? Is you know, is it like a lot of our English it can be a statement or a question right. depending <laughs> on the context. How, how do y'all interpret that?
1: What is your thought, Jeff?
0: Well, I think it kind of depends on wh- where you're at in your particular situation. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it could it could absolutely be a question. Mm-hmm. Or it could be an emphatic statement mm-hmm. you know? right okay
1: yeah I, I think so too and i think when you look at it as a question it's it's interesting to me because it's one of those really uh thought-provoking questions when you think well who is like god whoa okay because that is our charge to be holy like god right. is to be righteous to be to i mean we're made in the image of god but as we progress in our spiritual journey we are to be like god and that's pretty profound when you my, think my, about my it. My
0: understanding of this is changing even as we're talking because, <laughs> you know, when I was writing it, again, I remember thinking, you know, that we are created in the image of God. Mm-hmm. But when I hear you say it, I'm like, yeah, so in some sense there's something in all of us that really is yes. like God because yes. we are created in God's image. And probably the reason I focused on it being a question was the opening illustration of, you know, here's someone who really is not a picture of moral purity, but man, mm-hmm. they're the most dependable, trustworthy person you could ever have as a friend right. versus a who who's in church every Sunday and they're fully committed follower of Jesus Christ, yeah. but they're not always the most compassionate person. Right. They're, they're, they're kind, but they're not necessarily tender hearted. Mm-hmm. And so that's, you know, I think the context of that scripture and really just the name, Michael, what a great name for God to speak this yeah. word through, because I, I think that's part of what we try to get down to is if we're walking this relationship, if we're right. following this person, who is like God? Mm-hmm. Well, obviously, Jesus is the most perfect uh, revelation of what God yes. is like. And so it's asking the question, are we walking like Jesus walked? Yeah. Are we being like God?
1: Yeah. Well, and the the other interesting thing about this question, as you just really dissect it a little bit, is if if he's asking who is like God, if he really is asking it, if it is a question, then it's, it's also this idea that it is possible to be like him yeah and for for a lot of people i think we tend to use this excuse that we're human and so we can't really be like him. But really, it's just a reason to not be like him because we don't want to do what it takes to walk the way. And that's what makes me sad is when people settle for that in their lives. I was having a conversation with this uh, about this with someone this past week that they just said to me, well, are, I mean, aren't, aren't we supposed to sin? No. <laughs> and I said, no. Well, no. <laughs> <laughs> but, but their point was, well, we're human. Aren't we going to sin? And I said, "Well, it's interesting when you look at it that way because we were born into sin; we're we're born with a sinful nature. But that's what that's why Jesus came was to turn us away from that. So if we don't fully believe we can be turned away from that, then we don't fully believe in what Jesus did for us. So it's very interesting.
0: You know, as as I listen to you tell this again, my just understanding of this is, is starting to uh, just take on more meaning mm-hmm. because it's like." Um, who, who is like God. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Sometimes we think, well, you know, we're created in God's image and there's parts of us that are like God, but there are parts of us that are fallen. But as I think mm-hmm. through scripture, a lot of times when it talks about God, it will say, God is not like us. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. God, God is not a, Man, right. so that he should lie, right? His I mean, ways are
1: higher than our ways. Yeah. His thoughts and higher so, than our thoughts. Yes.
0: Um, yeah, it's it's a great question. And what does that mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, the people that that Micah was prophesying and speaking the word of the Lord to were people that were pretty messed up. Yeah. And uh, one of the things about Micah, we know the history of Israel. We know that the first invasion into Israel was when the Assyrians mm-hmm. came down and conquered, it, and then later the Babylonians come in right. and conquered it. And Micah was a prophet who saw both of these things coming it's not like he yes. just saw one uh, or the other uh-huh. he saw both of them coming and it's because the land was full of idolatry uh-huh. people's hearts were far from God yeah. all the the kind of consistencies that we read with the prophets and saying uh-huh. you got to quit your sinning yes which you know be gentle and well, aren't we supposed to be gentle? Right, <laughs> <Why aren't laughs> right exactly. But, uh, you know, wh- who is like God? And 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 part of what I look at is in, in their context. And again, part of this is the consistency with other prophets. I think of Amos, uh-huh. who says, you know, let righteousness uh, roll down, or what is it like? Justice roll down like waters, and righteousness yes. an ever flowing stream. Uh-huh. Because the people, the the rich, were oppressing the poor. Yeah, same thing is still happening with Micah. Even though mm. Amos was earlier and he spoke the word of the Lord, the mm-hmm. Lord Micah is still saying, "You got to quit." oppressing each other uh-huh. y'all, y'all are not merciful y'all are punishing each mm-hmm. other you're you don't respect and relate to each other mm-hmm. with justice you mm-hmm. know what's good for you what's good for me what's good for the community mm-hmm. um i think there was some uh, some of the oppression is people weren't merciful mm-hmm. you owe me this you know yeah. and, and they want to take them and jesus even uh, addresses that in yes. some of his teaching um But the one that always jumps out at me, because Uh this is a fabric I'm cut out of, is people were not walking the way.
1: No, no. They were not
0: walking in relationship with God. Well,
1: and and walking humbly with their God. The the interesting thing to me is a lot of times people get confused with this idea of being like God, because there is a vast difference from being like God, a difference between that and trying to be God. I mean that right. because really the Israelites were struggling with that kind of selfishness. They were wanting to determine who they worshiped and so they were you know their hearts were being unfaithful to God. Well, that that was not being in surrender to God. That was not living in surrender to God. And it's just interesting to me when we think about who is like God and our call to be like him, our call to walk humbly right. with him. And the whole thing about humility for me is, is so interesting. I, I loved how, and I know I'm skipping ahead here on our uh, That's okay. script, but we have a script. Everybody. <laughs> <laughs> we actually <laughs> right. do have method to our madness. <laughs> Sorry, we're good Methodists. So um, I loved how you brought up the fact that it's conformity to God's will. And this idea of humility to me has always been, you know, seeing yourself in right relationship to God because it's a part of knowing who God is, but also knowing who you are in relationship to him, because there's that balance between knowing that you are not God, but also knowing that you are his child. And so you've got to walk in that balance and that that conformity to his will, too, is just a great point.
0: So. You know, one of the things that um, to me about the scripture was so telling and, and we read how when when the people are convicted by here's what God's saying to you Mm -hmm. and and the Holy Spirit is convicting them of their sin that they're like so what does the Lord want from us right Uh, right. which is a typical response I mean how often do we have conflict with people and and we have to admit we're the ones that made the mistake we're the ones that initiated the the conflict we're the ones that initiated the, the harmful act and it's like so what can I do to make this up to you right and for me it's you know one of the things I think of and and fortunately I don't think I have ever done this i don't think i've ever promised my children i would be somewhere Mm. or i would do something and then not deliver to them yeah uh there's plenty of times that it's like they have something going on and i have to tell them i'm sorry i can't be there they know that in advance right and then the whole time i'm doing whatever it is i'm distracted right uh i remember i was at a conference down in the dallas fort worth area once Mm. and thought i told my oldest garrett i said I, I can't be at your baseball game. Mm-hmm. The conference isn't over till this time, and I'm at that conference. I'm finally like, I got everything out of this. I need. I'm going home. <laughs> I'm just leaving. I won't tell people how fast I drove, <laughs> but I'm thankful that there were no flashing lights in my rearview mirror right. <laughs> because I wanted to be there for my son's baseball game. So I, yeah. you know, for then it was a surprise. Then you know, and I just told him, I said, I just I couldn't miss it. I wanted yeah. to be here for you, but if I had promised him, oh, I will be back. Right. And then I wasn't. I think, how do you make that up to yeah, your kid? how do I make it up you to know? you? know, yeah. I mean, can't buy enough ice cream. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> buy you a pony. You Yeah. Know? yeah. I mean, <laughs> what, what do you do? Yeah. Or. In, in a marriage relationship, because when we talk about the relationship between Christ and the church, mm-hmm. a marriage relationship is the best image we find right. in Scripture. You know, there's no amount of I'm sorry or flowers you can buy or, or shoes that Re- Bill can buy. Right. You know, no no <laughs> right. amount of sleeping on the couch is going to make up for, for breaking a person's trust. Yeah. And this is what the people, will. shall we sacrifice? Shall we sacrifice a yearling calf. Should right. we sacrifice a thousand rams? Should we sacrifice yeah. thousands, tens of thousands of rivers of olive oil? Yeah. Should we sacrifice our children? And it's like, even if the answer to that was yes, you can't do it. get yeah, right.
1: <laughs> you couldn't even do it. Uh, yeah.
0: and, and, and of course, the way I read it on Sunday is, you know, oh, people. Yeah, <laughs> you know, right. I, I just got to imagine <laughs> Micah shaking and said, oh, people,
1: uh-huh. God has shown
0: you what is good yeah. to do justice love mercy and walk humbly with mm-hmm. your god and, and that was part of it is when we talk about who is like god i can be more like god mm-hmm. when i live with conformity yes to god's will
1: right exactly
0: and and that's that's the part of you know when i was thinking of my buddy roger roger he's probably was cut more out of the fabric of do justice i mm-hmm. mean that, that's where he was yeah but i was to walk humbly with your God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you know, and, and and both all three of those things mm-hmm. are necessary. So, at the risk of um, sounding like a broken record, <laughs> yes, what does it mean to walk humbly with God? To you, what does it mean to mm-hmm. walk in conformity mm-hmm. to God's will? You can look at my notes if it, you don't have anything oh. off the top of your head, because because <laughs> I I have a hunch we have the same idea. We on probably
1: this. do. the The thing that comes to mind is the scripture about about the yoke. That when Jesus says, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. I was listening to a message on this uh, last week, actually, and it was really interesting to me to hear uh, the pastor talk about a yoke in a different way than I had understood it before. And for our listeners, you know, a yoke in this context is something that goes around the ox's neck, but they're usually yoked with another ox. Right. So it's, it's like, like a, a double yoke. Big,
0: huge piece of yeah, lumber with that two, goes, hoops. Uh, two Two bumps, yeah. yeah,
1: and it goes around the shoulders of the oxen. And, um, and, and the idea then when Jesus is saying, my yoke is easy, my burden is light, this particular pastor was talking about whenever you're fighting against the yoke, like if you picture yourself yoked with Jesus, so if mm-hmm. you're walking humbly with your God you're in one of the yokes. Jesus is not really yoked, but he's yoked with you kind of thing. You're yoked with him. So you're walking together. But when I try to fight against that yoke, it's going to be burdensome and uncomfortable and painful. But when I walk with him yoked, it's easy and it's light. And the yoke is supposed to guide us in the right direction. The driver is the right. one that is driving right. if with If I want
0: you to turn, I'll turn the yoke yeah. so it directs you the way yeah. you should go.
1: And this image, you know, that the pastor was giving is interesting when we think about Jesus being there with us. Um, you know, a lot of times you'd think well, Jesus is the driver, right. but but if I'm thinking about the Trinity, you know, Jesus kind of is the one that walks alongside us. He's the one that showed us how to be like god right so there him being yoked with us that if i walk in conformity to what he wants if i'm not trying to fight against his direction then i am going to be walking humbly with him because i'm going to be reminded of who he is and who I am, and not trying to get outside of that guidance that he's giving.
0: Yeah, I love that image. I, you know, I'm a visual person, mm-hmm. so that makes a lot of sense. It, it also conjures up a different image to me about, like, if you're in a three-legged race, that yes. someone has tied your ankle to another person. You both have to take a step with that part yes. that's bound at the same time. That One of the things that I say we sound like a broken record is thinking back to the people's situation, mm-hmm. that part of the struggle was they weren't really keeping the practices of their faith the habits of their faith and that's why we just continue to say you know we have got to do those things which help us to stay yoked to the person and some of that is um staying in scripture Mm -hmm. meditating scripture that's why we just continually read scripture And, and i like to encourage people you know, I, I know some parts of the Bible are much more exciting to mm-hmm. read than others. Mm-hmm. And, and I always believe the Holy Spirit speaks into our hearts sometimes the thing that we need to hear, the thing yes. that comes alive in us. Definitely. Um, but, but if all the scripture read, just get the, you know, Version app yeah. on your phone and just read the verse of the day. I mean, mm-hmm. I, that's one of the things I do every morning. Yeah. Uh, but if that's all you get, at least get something. Yeah. Uh, we need to learn to listen to the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I was thinking I was watching TV and, uh, we we were eating and the, the TV was on and a commercial came on and my oldest son, Garrett said, is that the King? And I didn't even have to look. Because I knew the voice. Uh-huh. And, of course, by the king, that's what they call Barry Switzer, oh. uh, OU football okay, fans, yes. the king. Okay. And I said, yep, that's Barry Switzer's voice. And I started thinking, who who are some voices that when you hear, you know exactly you just know. who it is? You yeah. know? If you heard... a a recording of john wayne yeah you would know exactly yeah elvis presley yeah Yeah, a great example (laughs) yeah uh you know cindy Lauper because she has that different (laughs) different voice i mean there's some people you hear their voice you know exactly who it is and when we walk in conformity to god's will Mm -hmm. that's how we ought to be hearing god is wait that that's god yeah i don't have to ask if that's somebody else, right? That is God yes. speaking to me, and sometimes it may sound like Jeff, it may sound like you, yeah. But. Okay, what you just said, I hear God yes. speaking through that. That's a voice I recognize. Yeah. And then I also like to think that if, if I'm walking into conformity of God's will, and, and this is a whole thing about walking this way, is is it becomes the predominant way we live our lives, mm-hmm. that, that Christ truly is the, the center of everything we do, that we're prayerful about yeah. things, that we're seeking to, you know, God, are you telling me to do this? Or yeah. you know, because sometimes God says yes, sometimes God says yeah. no, sometimes God doesn't say anything. Right. But but how do I know? And and the scripture scripture that I love, I think it's in Colossians. It's a 316 scripture. I Uh do know that much. But it says, so we speak to each other with psalms and hymns Hymns and and spiritual spiritual songs. songs, And that's a part of my life. Not nearly as much as it's a part of your life. (laughs) I would say next to shoes, music may be the most important thing you've got going on.
1: Definitely, definitely. I love what you're saying about this, though. And one thing I would add is that um, when it comes to hearing the Holy Spirit and, and experiencing the Holy Spirit in our lives, I think a lot of people have in mind what that is supposed to look like, feel like, or sound like. And a lot of times they, they number one, do not give themselves credit for being able to hear God, which is really sad to me because we were made to hear him. Like, we, th- there's no question about that, that we as people we're made to hear God, so we don't need to question our ability to hear it. The other thing is that and let me interrupt. You yeah, do.
0: And part of that is because God wants to be heard. Yes, he does. <laughs> he's not. He's not trying to hide
1: from us. We were the ones who tried to hide from him. Exactly. He's not trying to hide from us. That's so good. And then secondly, um, that that when when we're wanting to hear from him, it may or may not be what you think it's going to be. Because I think a lot of times with people, they think they're going to get flooded with this warm, fuzzy feeling or they're going to get goosebumps on the back of their neck or something, you know, a big flashing sign from the sky is going to fall down. Mm -hmm. And the interesting thing is a lot of times that does happen. Like that'll happen. But it doesn't happen every time. Right. Because of how normal uh, God speaking is it does it shouldn't be abnormal in your life. It's gonna be normal. Uh, yeah, that's so a good it word. It's okay to listen. That's
0: a good word. Yeah. And so when when we're walking in conformity with God's word, that that's why those habits yeah. are important. That's why uh, gathering together and discussing with other people, you know, uh,
1: mm-hmm.
0: when you know, is who is God? Is that a question or statement? I yeah. mean we, we, we help each other yeah. understand that And of course, I think one of the things Michael was trying to point out to them is, you know, once our lives belong to God, Mm -hmm. people ought to be able to look at that and see that. People ought to be able to, excuse me, to tell Mm -hmm. that that we belong to God. And I I think of that primarily with people outside the church. Yes. You know, uh, I I don't remember exactly how I said it because it wasn't in my notes. I didn't write it down and practice it. But, Mm -hmm. you know, people don't care how fervently we pray. People don't care how often you read the Bible. People don't care how much money you give. They don't care if you're a pew jumping, devil thumping, you know, (laughs) ninja, preacher, warrior. What they want to know is when you jump and you come back down, how straight do you walk?
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's so, it's so very true. And, and I think too, that, um, you know, when we are truly, truly walking in faith, um, it, It is one of those things. I'm going to have to be careful how I say this. (laughs) I'll listen carefully. Okay, listen carefully because I do not want it to be misinterpreted. But um, one of the things I heard recently, and I will misquote it, but it is that uh, active faith offends a stale faith. Meaning Hmm. that when someone is just kind of stale in their faith and they're inactive, they may believe in Christ, but that's about it. Mm -hmm. Um, That faith often gets offended by people who have a faith that is active and alive in the Holy Spirit. And so when we are living as people who have the Holy Spirit working in us, it may at times offend people. And I'm not, this is where I don't want to be misunderstood. It's not that when we have the Holy Spirit in us, we get to say whatever we want. We don't care how it affects people. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that that when God is alive and at work in me, and and someone else is has just made the decision that they are not really going to walk the way, then then seeing me walk the way can either inspire them to walk the way, which is what I would pray for, but it can also offend people. It can also they can also look at us and say, well, they'll make up all kinds of excuses about how they don't like that or that's not right or something. Yeah, they
0: take on a spirit of offense, mm-hmm. and you know I believe in Jesus, but I'm not like them. I'm not going to do that. Yeah. Which which I think is absolutely 100% one of the favorite tactics of the enemy yes, is to, to divide us and conquer yes. us you know well yeah i mean i love jesus but i don't have to you know raise my hands and worship right exactly I, i'm know, not gonna pray out loud yeah. or you know anything like <laughs> yeah. That. Yeah. or be made to feel bad because i didn't right <laughs> exactly exactly so you know again i i just i love this series we're doing mm-hmm. i i love how it's a reminder for me that um that there is a certain way that we walk. We're all on a spiritual journey. Walking mm-hmm. is, I think, the best way to do it. Sometimes we have to sprint. Sometimes we have to slow down. Yes. But but it is a steadfast journey. And I love that when things were getting out of whack, and the people of God were like, oh God, you know, what what can we do to make this up to God? Yeah. And, and what God really wants is not all the sacrifices. No. He doesn't want us making promises we can't keep. What he wants is us for to be people that do justice, yeah. which you know the translation i read was do what is right do the right thing yes uh, and and to love mercy and to walk humbly in conformity with God's will. Yeah,
1: I love that. Thank you so much for for helping us with this series and helping us to look into these passages in a deeper and more meaningful way. And friends, I'm so glad that you have joined us for another episode, and we're excited about where God is taking us in this series. So we hope that you'll share these podcasts with other people. If they have meant something to you, then reach out to someone you know that you think needs to hear this, because you never know how far these things can reach. So I hope that you'll join us here at St. Andrews, either on-site or on online Sunday mornings at 815 and 1050 are online but we are here on site at 815, 930, and 1050 as well. And we hope that you are enjoying your November as much as we are and we pray God's richest blessings upon you. Have a great week.
0: Hey friends DA Bennett St. Andrews Community United Methodist Church. I want you to know that we are discovering some real blessing and benefit of digital discipleship. But we also want to talk to you about subscribing to our YouTube channel. Again, it's under the church's name, and you'll get some different uh, video devotions each day. So if you're looking for another venue, maybe they'll work for you. God bless